The next financial crisis will not be some hedge fund blowing up, but it'll rather be a central bank blowing up their economy. Now, let's just say you have a household income of $50,000 today. But like 30 years ago, you had a income of 100000 and you were doing really well. And then some financial crisis happened. Um, maybe you, you lost your edge with your business or with your job, and your income over the last 30 years has dropped to today where it's $50,000. But 30 years ago, you didn't stop, well, spending. You didn't do cutbacks. You didn't find other sources of income, but rather what you did was you just borrowed money and you borrowed and borrowed and borrowed, bringing you today to where you have $1.2 million in debt, but $50,000 of income. Now for the last 30 years, you've been sort of playing the credit card shuffle game. You've been uh, transferring credit card balances from one to another, buying you some maybe six months of no interest or 12 months of no interest. But you're running out of credit cards to move to. And the cost of that money is starting to rise. Now, because that cost of money is starting to rise, you the amount of money you're making now, that $50,000, well, it's not going as far as, say, it did 10 years ago when you were maybe a lower interest rates and the cost of that money was cheaper. Now, because you don't have more income and because the cost of that debt is rising and you have nowhere to transfer that debt to, like another credit card or a credit card swap or something like that, you're now forced into one thing and that is, well, default. You fail, you're bankrupt you get wiped out. During the 80s, late, early 90s, Japan was a force to be reckoned with. They were feared to become one of the strongest economies in the world. They were leading the edge in technology, technology manufacturing, uh, along with uh, their acquisition of you know, uh, land in the United States. I remember at a time when Hawaii was being bought up by the Japanese and parts of California and Florida. Japan was coming over here because they were in such a strong economic position and they were buying up the world. And then it ended. Along came China and China came in and said, listen, we have a billion plus people and we would be willing to manufacture your textiles and your technology goods for a fraction of what you're paying there in Japan. And the United States corporations bought it. They did it. Go to Georgia, uh, the state of Georgia, and you will find that a lot of textile mills left because China came in at a lower cost to those companies. And they ended up gobbling up the manufacturing world, which therefore caused Japan to lose its edge and, well, put them on a downward spiral. Now with Japan starting to lose ground and losing its grip on their dominance of technology development, manufacturing, all of a sudden they start slipping. 
And instead of doing what we should all do when we get lower income and higher cost of living is to downsize, to start cutting expenses. Instead, what Japan did was they started raising debt and by issuing treasuries, their version of our treasury bills. And in doing so, over the last 30 years, they've become to be known as the zombie economy. An economy that, well, has a couple things working against it. Number one, Japanese people don't have sex. Yes, I said it. Japanese people don't have sex for the purpose of procreating, so replacing previous generations. Japan's demographics are slowly dying off. They didn't actively replace the previous generations. As we have seen with uh, Canada, we've seen this with Russia, and many other countries where people just don't want to have kids. And or, or the amount of kids they have is less and less. Whereas the United States, well, we went through a lull, but we're having more kids now. And we're pretty much in a good situation. Japan is not. Their older generations are dying off. Their workforce is dying off. And now Japan is put in a position of, we got to raise cash to cover our expenses. Japan still has bigger and bigger growing problem. It's what I call a debt loop. It's where your income doesn't increase, but your expense still does increase due to inflation, due to uh, the cost of goods going up, those kind of things. And so Japan is in this situation where their workforce is dying off, they're not replacing their demographics, and the cost of living continues to rise. And so debt, Japan has to issue more and more debt to pay for those expenses, but also to pay for the last amount of debt that they raised you know, cash for to pay for all these things. Therefore, causing them to be in this debt loop or what I call death spiral. So fast forward to today, where is Japan at? They have a GDP of $5 trillion, but they have $12 trillion in debt that they have to service. Right now, just to give you some statistics, I'm going to read this off to you. Their debt represents 257% of their GDP. That's an enormous amount of money. Their Japan's general account budget as of 2021 was $106.6 trillion in yen or $918,357,500 in U.S. dollars. 22.3% of that is to service their debt on an annual basis, which comes out to $204,793,722,500. My question is, where does this stop? It's not just Japan, it's us, the United States. It's the EU. When do they get to a point where the trust is lost and the credibility is lost and people quit buying their debt, which then causes them to issue more debt, to pay the debt, to suppress the yields, and so on. It's an endless loop. And right now, Japan is the black swan. It is the country 
the vehicle that could really cause a major black swan event. What does that look like? It sort of goes like this. If the 10-year Japanese Treasury goes over 25 basis points and they are not able to suppress that below 25 basis points, it will then start possibly a massive uh, sell-off or a cascading effect within the bond markets. And bond markets start to sell off, which then would trigger a sell-off in equity markets. And then more dangerously, a sell-off in derivatives markets. Such an event would cause mass cascading selling that would exponentially grow as it gained momentum. See, remember, most trades made on a global scale today are made by computer algorithms. And when those things kick in and there's massive selling, of course the exchanges can shut down and stop trading. But when all those orders build up and they reopen exchanges, once again, it causes mass selling. And Japan is in the middle of this. They are right now holding down their interest rates. But for how long? Are they the next black swan event? Are they the ones who hold the whole global economic world in their hands? Live loud. <laughs>